Hello love, before we get into today's episode, if you want even more glittery goodness bang for your buck, well then you need to head to glitterball.plus where you can subscribe for just $7 a month. You'll get first listen access to all your Glitterball favourites, ad-free listening, as well as exclusive podcasts just for Glitterball Plus subscribers. You can head to glitterball.plus today to get all that and more for just $7 a month. Let's get into today's show. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ah, do you smell that? It's the scent of fresh hairspray and wind machines whirring as we settle in for what is known widely as gay Christmas but is probably better known as the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast series from Glitterball, Douce-Pois, a glittery adventure where I, Ross Kent, your intrepid Eurovision reporter, will take you through the wacky, weird and mostly just wonderful adventure that is the Eurovision Song Contest 2022 in Turin. And maybe, just maybe, we'll do some looking back in the time machine of Eurovision's past as well. But today we're talking all about Australia Decides 2022, choosing the act that's going to fly the Aussie flag at Turin. Before we get stuck in, I feel like it's important to say it feels a little odd to release a podcast about the Eurovision Song Contest without just briefly touching on the situation in Ukraine. It's a horrific watching what is occurring and I send all love and prayers to the Ukrainian people. I'm making this show to share a bit of joy and focus on the music and spectacle of the contest in hopes of spreading that joy and escapism to you. Let's get into the show! Okay, so consider this the amuse-bouche or a tiny little entree of 11 songs to the giant musical buffet that is the main contest in May in Italy. But we have some performances to talk about today. 11 contestants competed, but only one can win. And we have a winner. We'll get to that soon enough. But first, let's talk about the first contestant that took the stage, and that is girl band G Nation. All right, all right, okay. So, this is one of those songs that I... Look, there are no really bad songs when it comes to studio versions this time around at Australia Decides. They're all pretty decent, if not quite boppable, to be fair. But G Nation is one of a few that I had higher expectations of going into the final. So I was a bit like, ooh, okay, this is your staging? Ooh, all right. 
Uh, I don't know. I love the studio version so much. I think it has so much punch. But this just felt like a, a, an X Factor performance. For me, it, it lacked kind of the gravity of a Eurovision performance. For me, anyway. They're all very in sync and um, competent and very polished, but it lacked the kind of gravitas of a Eurovision performance for me when you compare it against something like Hurricane from Serbia. Um, yeah, I'm just like, oh, okay. This is what we're doing? Which is a shame because I really love the studio version. I guess the too long didn't read version of this is I just wanted the oomph of their studio version to translate to the state and I don't really feel like it did, but a polished, competent, if not slightly manufactured performance. But let's move on to act number two. And now for a complete change of pace, we are talking about the inaugural TikTok wildcard of Australia Decides, Erica Padilla. Now this was beautiful. First of all, let's just talk about the staging. This was captivating. She looked incredible. I really, it actually kind of reminded me, and I'll put a link in the show notes, the staging kind of reminded me of a potentially controversial entry of Black Smoke from uh, Germany a few years ago with the big light stands. Um, But this song is beautiful. Erica looked beautiful. She really managed to pull off the big notes and really had quite a presence. And I think it's fascinating when you contrast this compared to what came before and there's so much power in one person on stage versus the manufacturedness before it's quite interesting but this performance was fabulous she killed it she should be very proud of herself singing her own original song um very impressive up next was one of the more theatrical numbers for the evening it was sean miley moore with my body Now, I'm going to start with the positives here. That outfit was freaking beautiful. This kind of glamazon, gender-bendy, silk, satin kind of moment going on with the boots. Just glorious and everything I expect in terms of camp from Eurovision. But... I am not sold on the staging. I like the studio version. As I said, there's no, to me, there's no real clunkers in terms of studio versions, but this needed some work. The vocals were good when the vocals were there, but there was some weird like moments where there was no vocals, but then you'd hear the backing. I don't know if it was a technical issue. But I was like, um, 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 okay, okay, this is what we're doing here? Look, I love it for the theatrics and the message behind it is fabulous, all about body positivity and acceptance and loving yourself, which is something I can totally get behind. And he looked fantastic, but yeah, I don't know, again, Similar to G Nation, I was just expecting this to be a step up considering... Oops, sorry, I bumped the microphone. I hope you didn't hear that. Um, I was expecting this to be a step up 
because they've already had a jury performance to iron out the wrinkles. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, uh, okay, okay. But uh, hopefully similar to a Jaguar Jones who we'll get to in a minute and an Isaiah Firebrace who we'll get to later, Sean can come back with uh, even bolder song next time and really knock our socks off because I feel he's capable of it. Maybe the song just didn't give him the room that he needed. Speaking of solo performers that killed it, Although did have some odd staging, we'll get to that in just one second. Up next is Charlie. Look, I think to be honest, before I jump into the good parts of Charlie's performance, I think odd staging is kind of a trend of this Australia decides. Because, uh, well, it just seems to keep popping up again and again. And I look, I know there's time to alter staging before Eurovision, so we shouldn't be too concerned but it's just a bit weird like present a a cohesive solid package don't present something that you need to completely alter to make work for the Turin stage but um, maybe that's just my logical brain I'm not sure but back to Charlie this song is great I think she did a fabulous job performing it again shows the power of just one performer on stage the female vocalists the female solo vocalists in this Australia Decides really killed it we'll get to the guys in a minute but the female solo vocalists really killed it this year and it was great to see Um, this is a heart-wrenching song and she really did a great job of pushing the emotion of it forward I was very impressed she looked incredible Uh, although I did think the uh, initial staging was kind of clunky I would have preferred to see her um, stood up in the dress the entire time because I feel like it actually let the the dress sort of do its thing Um, but aside from that minor critique this was an incredible performance and I'll have if I can, I'll have all the performances linked in the show notes for my international loves who may not have watched the live SBS telecast or even my Australian uh, loves that didn't see it live. In which case, where were you? But uh, I'll let it go. As we continue barreling our way through these songs in a time that would put a uh, explanation of a jury vote in a grand final to shame, it's... Andrew Lambrew with Electrify. I really hope I got his name right and I apologise if I didn't. Look, this to me, it wasn't strong enough. The staging I felt kind of swallowed him alive and while I appreciate the attempt, it just felt like a little bit of a knockoff of the Swiss entry from a few years ago, She Got Me. And also a Czech Republic entry, which was Lie to Me, with the guy with the backpack. Um, It just kind of swallowed him alive. The song is kind of fine, and I feel like it would do reasonably well on commercial radio, but it doesn't... It didn't scream like, this is our winning song, if you will. I think we've had stronger um, contenders than this. 
that again, he did a good job. And again, maybe it's the song. If this was picked from the song pool, maybe this just wasn't the right pick. But great to look at. The staging was fun. But I think it was uh, placed well. And we'll get to the uh, voting sequence in a bit. But up next, turning up the theatrics, is Sheldon Riley's Not the Same. Holy cow, this was beautiful, utterly stunning. It reminded me of something of a Sia performance mixed with like John's Tears to give a Eurovision reference. This was beautiful and dramatic, yet so full of heart. For someone performing behind a mask, that mask may as well have just been like a piece of plastic like it was you could feel his entire soul and I was like whoa it kind of really turned up the heat from the previous acts for me and I was like okay you're gonna be a strong contender aren't you um this it was fabulous up next was Paulini now arguably I would say Paulini had kind of the biggest name, biggest um, fanfare, if you will, I think of most of the acts aside from Sheldon going into the night. And do you know what? She did a very good job. I think her time on The Masked Singer as Spider certainly helped. I know that sounds like a weird pull, but... This was camp, it was powerful, it was fun, got me kind of boogieing on the sofa. She did a fabulous job and she really let those pipes just kind of let loose and it was great to watch. Um, Very strong, very, very strong. And to be honest with you, I'm surprised that it didn't rate higher. But you know what, I'm going to put that down, I think, to the staging because that staging was base ick base ick which is a shame because it kind of it let her vocals down because she was serving like dance diva vocals and then there was like a flag waving troop behind her I'm like what are we doing but overall she was the main attraction and she absolutely knocked it out of the park all right, so on to somebody who was like, oh, you want me to come back to Australia Designs? Let me just bring out all the spectacle I can muster. It's Jaguar Jones. Jaguar Jones was like, oh, okay, so I didn't I didn't win last time. Right. I'm just going to turn up the heat, literally, and just bring out the most theatrical moment of the entire night, setting her dress on fire. Literal Fire. My God. That aside, though, this performance was also spectacular, vulnerable, but yet massive. Uh, Just incredible. Jaguar Jones has never been unimpressive on the Eurovision Australia Decides stage. And this was no exception. This was incredible. She should be very, very proud of herself. Um, and you know what? I'm kind of disappointed with how it placed, and we'll get to 
the uh, results soon enough. But I'm kind of disappointed about this one, and I'll tell you more when we get there. Up next is our returning participant, I, I guess you could say, in a way, because Isaiah Firebrace is back, but this time with a little help from another artist named Evie Erie. Now, these two are an interesting duo, and the studio version of the song is, is totally fine. Lovely, commercial, if not a little bit eh, if I'm quite honest. But this live performance was a mess. I don't know whether it was nerves or what was going on, but Evie in particular, there was something up with her microphone or the way she was sing. I'm not sure. I'm very confused. But for a lot of it, you couldn't really hear her. And I was like, what are we doing here? So then it felt like Isaiah was just kind of completely overshadowing her, which was, I was a bit like, oh, this is meant to be a duet. What are we doing here? Um, look, they had good chemistry. I will give them that. But yeah, this staging with the camera slapping, I, uh, I don't know. I just, I wish that Evie hadn't been so overshadowed. I felt bad for her. And yeah, I, 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 again, I was expecting, like with some other songs last night, I was expecting a stronger live performance than what we received, which is unfortunate. Almost at the end of this intrepid song journey now, but it's time for us to, well, I guess you could kind of say we've already been on it, but it's time to meet Voyager along our journey. Ah. Oh. What oh, what a, just just a great name and I'm sorry for the terrible attempt at a joke there, folks. But this was honestly my favourite performance of the night. I love this. This is I've referred to it as the presets mixed with the kooks mixed with silver chair, even like later silver chair this was so fun so bombastic and just massive and i loved every single second the lead singer's vocal is just kick ass and they really did a fabulous job with that guitar as well they were like full rocking out and i love to see it I'm really glad they made it to the stage this time rather than just being shortlisted. And I really, really hope, like with Jaguar Jones, we see them back again because this was just so fun, so full of joy and a song that will stay in my playlist for a long, long while. And I'm also now going to have to go through their back catalogue because this is just too fun not to. I also just quickly want to talk about their staging because this was kind of intergalactic dance rave. Uh, Just a whole lot of fun. They made a great use of the LED screens. Some acts really didn't, but uh, they I feel like they did kind of turn them into like a tessellating light structure at one point. Just a real lot of fun and they should be very, very proud of themselves. 
And we're ending the night on someone who also made great use of the stage LEDs, and that is Jude York. And again, this song was one that I was quite fond of the studio version. And he did he did a good job. He did a good job of performing it live. But I feel like the staging, much like with Andrew, uh, sort of ate him alive, unfortunately. Uh, the the um, energy shift from piano to standing up, in particular, for me, didn't work. I think he would have been better staying at the piano because I liked the, the framing of the stage curtains and him at the piano. I thought that was beautiful. And I think the song was probably better suited to him being sat at the piano. The song itself is beautiful and he is an incredible singer. And speaking about catalogues, I really hope that some of Jude's back catalogue ends up on streaming services because I would argue, and this might sound a little controversial, that this was too much of a departure from his usual dance pop back catalogue. Having gone through some of his older stuff, I'm like, why didn't you do that on the stage? Because it might have pushed him further. But with all of that said, it's time for some honourable mentions before we get to the voting sequence and we talk about who is taking the trip to Italy to represent us. But we'll do that right after this break. If you want more goodness and more music talk, then do I have something for you? You need to head to patreon.com forward slash glitterball where you can sign up for about the same as a cup of coffee each month and get a monthly music podcast, Drag Race UK versus the world and US hot takes and much more. And you're supporting these very podcasts that we make because while podcasts are free to listen to, they're not free to make. Trust me. Look, if you love what we're doing, then you supporting us in this way or even just sharing the link would mean the absolute world. So head over to patreon.com forward slash glitterball if you want even more glittery goodness. All right, it is time for some honourable mentions. And there's only two, so we're not going to be here for too long. But Montaigne, I was really glad to A, see her get to perform Technicolor actually live on a stage because I felt terrible for Montaigne that she didn't get to go to Rotterdam and actually perform on the Eurovision stage. And even she herself, uh, talking about it, looked gutted on the Australia Decides stage last night. So I, I love that she got that moment as kind of our reigning champion, you know? But I have to also say her collaboration with David Byrne is equally fascinating, fun, and just a little perplexing. Uh, But I guess that's Montaigne for you, considering she won with a song called Don't Break Me Down, where she was kind of dressed in uh, circus attire. So, you know, good for her. It's a very hyper-pop song, and I feel like it could also stay in high rotation for me. 
But the other honourable mention and arguably my highlight of the entire evening was Norwegian group Kano being our special guest and performing their very own version of Kylie Minogue's On A Night Like This. I was like, okay. I mean, they know their target market, but it was fabulous and bizarre. And also to see them perform their Eurovision track live on stage was fabulous as well. They look like a ball of fun and I really wish I could see their tour, but alas. Um, But yeah, both very honourable mentions for the evening. Both really helped up the entertainment factor of the show and SBS should be really proud of the show they pulled together. But okay, it's time to get to the pointy end of the evening and talk about the voting. Now, this was a really good voting sequence. This was great television and I love to see it. They've clearly taken a note from the Melody Festival and uh, Eurovision Grand Final voting of it all and upped the drama by revealing the jury votes first which in itself was kind of jaw dropping and then revealing the public vote. It was such a close vote. I was sat there being like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? I legitimately didn't know. The way they did it, I was on the edge of my seat and I love that Eurovision voting sequence. It was so, so good. Uh, an incredibly close race between Jaguar Jones, Voyager and Sheldon Riley. I was shocked that Paulini wasn't higher up the rung. And I was like, oh, I really thought she would be in that top three or four at, at least. But she was nowhere near that. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I misjudged that one. But our final two were Sheldon Riley and Voyager with Jaguar Jones just being pipped at the post. I'm literally talking 91 to 97. Six points was the difference. And there was only three points between our runner-up and our winner. And our winner for Eurovision Australia Decides 2022 was Sheldon Riley with Not The Same and Voyager coming in second on 97 points with Dreamer. This was just an incredible television moment of a voting sequence and SBS should be proud of themselves because I was like, oh my goodness. And I really can't wait to sit through the voting sequences again in May. It's honestly... As much as I might want to throw something at the TV when a favourite doesn't get through, over the years, Eurovision has really worked on building the theatrics of, of the contest. And clearly, SBS is taking note when it comes to Australia Decides. So there we have it. We have a representative for Australia for Eurovision in Turin, Italy, in May. Oh... There is so much more music we can chat about if you want this series to sort of drop into some other national finals before we get to the contest in May. You'll have to let me know on Instagram at WeAreGlitterBall. And if you're into it, then we will. Because I would love to. I love... I could talk about Eurovision to the cows come home. 
but I wanted to do a special covering Australia Decides because it was honestly such a fun night of television and all the contestants, SBS, should be proud of the show they put on because I'm sure it wasn't easy in these crazy times. And I can't wait until we do it all over again in May. But until then, stay safe, look after yourselves, love and light. Your intrepid Eurovision reporter is out. Much love and pop music to you all. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.